So yeah, I guess we're the time pals. And I've never been more upset about somebody no-showing in my entire career here. <laughs> I believe we were thinking about calling this a fireside chat with the Lakeside Killers. Uh, you know what? I actually don't mind that. I actually liked your time pals talk about the time. Yeah, we do talk about the time. But I mean, just, just to uh, make it clear that the time pals, anyone who comes on the podcast is time pals. We're pals in time. As time's oh, always yeah. going, and we're pals. But you and I, when we do it, we are the Lakeside Killers. This is true. And nobody true. will ever know the origin of that. They just know that we are the Lakeside Killers. <laughs> do, you, do you want to tell the origin of the Lakeside Killers? Absolutely not. The, La- the Time Pals podcast was started by the Lakeside Killers. <laughs> the, the, the Time Pals podcast was started because two people decided, you know what? We are so effed up that we're going to take this tragic story and not only make fun of it, but pretend that we are part of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I, I've, uh, I've sympathized as the years have gone more and more with the, with the story as it's gone. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a metaphor for my life. I, I get it, but it would be as if, like, I'm sad about 9-11, and then we decided that we we're going to make a time, uh, yeah, a podcast where me and you are the planes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's we're, we're yeah. bad people. <laughs> <laughs> we know who we are, you know, and, and yeah. knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. So, originally, we were going to have Bobby on for a pro wrestling podcast about uh, live shows. Bobby is currently out right now. Um, but in terms of wrestling, have you been keeping up to date? Like you see, like CM Punk got fired and then threatened yeah. Tony Khan. I, uh, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Well, <clears throat> uh, you know, Bobby, uh, Boosh, his nickname Boosh. Uh, you can find me and Bobby play, uh, dead by daylight on Twitch on Bobby's, uh, Twitch at twitch.com slash Boosh G4 TV. So you can find us playing uh, at least three nights a week. We stream Dead by Daylight and have a blast. And kind of like the podcast with Dead by Daylight, so it's great. But uh, we were talking about it, and I, I gave uh, – I had given CM Punk a lot of credit over the years. You know, I said, you know, it takes two to tango. Not all his fault. I was thinking, yeah, that's not all his fault. You know, the Young Bucks were in the fight too, and I'd heard conflicting reports about – when that big uh, brawl went down at AEW All In last year, was it All In last year? Mm-hmm. All In, yeah, where they all fought each other. The Young Bucks fought CM Punk and Ace Steel, right? So I, I, so I thought, well, yeah, everybody has their part in it, I'm sure. But you know, after this, now that there's another fight involving the same dude, I'm like, mm, you know, this is starting to sound like it's one poison fucker that's getting into fights with everybody. Fool me once, you know, shame on shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I almost well, pulled the George like... W. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you I heard it coming too, so I was trying to cut you off. I was, like, I was trying to save a time, pal. But no, you're you're like just to go off what you said, I remember it's kind of become a meme now, but it's people have been reposting Triple H and CM Punk doing their whole uh back and forth on Raw. Yeah coming for their match. Yeah, and it and it's funny because like when you watched at the time, you know, you're so sick of Triple H. You know, he unretired just to beat Sam Punk and then retired again. So, but during that whole promo, Punk, uh, see, I'm Triple H is telling Punk like, 
CM Punk, you know, he, he's unpredictable, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, CM Punk only really cares about CM Punk. He doesn't really want to change anything. He just wants to change everything for the better for him. And yeah. as time has gone on, it's starting to actually feel like that actually is who he is. Like he's actually living the gimmick, so to speak. Whereas CM Punk, when he was talking about how he wanted to be the Terry Funk of AEW, you know, this kind of pariah, this guy who's like this rock, basically. When you think about it and you're watching what he's doing, it's almost like he owns the company too. Like I can do what I want. I can do whatever I want. Tony Khan's never going to do, never going to put me in check. And then he played his hand too hard. You know, he just played his hand too hard thinking that, well, I am CM Punk. This show is my show, you know, i.e. Triple H. This show is my show. I can be champ forever. But it doesn't work that way. Triple H is Vince McMahon's uh, son-in-law. I mean, there's more to it than that. CM Punk is just a guy. Yeah. And, but he's not just his son-in-law. He's also the chief operating officer. He is also legally the boss. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Not just the true. son-in-law. Whereas yeah. CM Punk is not the boss. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it always reminds me of, uh, you know, the episode of The Office where, um, where Steve Carell has to go out of the office and he names Dwight the acting manager. And the first question Dwight says, so am I allowed to fire anybody? And he's like, no. No, you were just the acting manager. And by the end of the episode, I think he had fired most people and was just running around the office going, I am the acting manager. You will listen to me. (laughs) It reminds me of, uh, I watched RVD tell a story uh, on a shoot interview about, he goes, you know, he's talking about CM Punk and he says, he's just, just, just quite doesn't get it. You know, like he's Mm talking about one of the last times he went back to WWE. I think it was, he said it was after the start of ECW. And uh, he said, he's just, it's just kind of weird. He said, I was in the locker room and I'd just been back for a couple of weeks. And he said, CM Punk came up to me while I was getting, getting ready. And he said, Hey, Rob, I know this doesn't apply to you at all. This doesn't apply to you, but I just want to let you know that I'm having a, I'm having a staff meeting in about five minutes. <sighs> and RVD's like, and who the hell are you? Yeah, You've been, right. And he said, he's only, he'd only been in the company for two months at that point. And I'm like, you're, you're what? You're leading a staff meeting? Who the fuck are you? You know? Right. Yeah. He goes, but he was like, oh, this doesn't apply to you because you're, you know, a veteran. But, and he's just like, so he goes, I think that guy just thinks he's in charge of everyone. You know? That's yeah. just how he, how he is. And I've known people like that too. You give them an inch of power and all of a sudden they're going around to everyone going, this is what you're going to do today. And, and just do it and make sure you're going to write. And you're like, you are not the manager. You need to sit down. Oh, I, I, so back when I was working for a corporation, I 100% had a coworker that did that. <clears throat> where he wasn't a manager like that, but he was just fucking so far up our manager's ass. And there was a meeting where, you know, just a regular company meeting thing. We're all talking and shit. And he actually, um, he actually thanked us all for showing up and stuff. <laughs> and like, and we were like, who? what he's like i want to let you guys know i think we're all doing a really great job thank you for coming here we're like we're we're forced to come here like we're forced (laughs) to be here in this meeting if you didn't like have a plan of some kind i don't know what your plan is you would have been forced to complaining about shit too (laughs) you know what i mean i don't that exact personality where out of nowhere just one day he just shows up in a suit and goes i would like to let you guys know i thank you very much for taking my call like motherfucker we have the same job title like, yeah, just, just, just sit down and shut up. Um, yeah, and, and Bush had it 
Kling from the King from the uh, beginning. He was like, yeah. "No, that dude's a poison," and I know I've always hated his attitude. And uh, Bush likes people that you know, like he's a big fan of the Bucks and all these people that are kind of you know they help each other get, you know, they put they the Bucks and everybody that they employed and it was a big morale. They they started AEW got it big, and he was like, "I didn't. I was really worried when they were." Steam Punk was coming in, you know, and I was like, yeah. And uh, uh, so I get it. He, had, I, I actually apologized to Bush, and I was like, you know, the last time we spoke, and I was like, you know, it's, it takes two to tango. You were right. Steam Punk yeah. is just an asshole. I mean, you're, you're, you're still right that it does, but people forget. I get, I, Punk must be one of those cats where, like, nobody actually really likes him at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one's excited but the fans. Like, I, I don't know. If, I have no clue if there's anybody ever been like that. I mean, his his implosion is kind of legendary. Like he he joins like like Enzo Amore and like Velveteen Dream, people who just have completely thrown away the chance they've got. You know, they yeah, just, they just completely toss it. He might be the biggest name to do it. To be honest with you, I can't even think yeah. of anybody else. Um, yeah, but I mean, it would, in a, in his in an own his own uh, unique way, you know, where as Velveteen, well, Velveteen did was on the rise. He had great skill. He was, but he wasn't like the best in the world yet. See, CM Punk, phenomenal wrestler. You know, you can't take that away from him. You know, right? But yeah, so you're throwing, and you're he's throwing away, you know, a lifetime of uh, experience and building this craft and building an audience and building a fan base. You know, God, the last mm-hmm. ten years, CM Punk chance to get him back in, and I feel like. Watching his last couple outings on Collision, AEW Collision, you know, which mm-hmm. was basically created to be CM Punk's show. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Like that—that that was supposed to be his show. You know yeah, because I mean? to get him away from everybody, you know. Now it's mm-hmm. like now they've got this extra show and no CM Punk, and you're like, Ugh. and they don't know what you to know? do with it. They had to reintroduce people from Dynamite. Yeah. And and ROH, which because you know, which is so weird. Tony Khan, I just wanted to buy ROH, so it's like. I've seen Samoa Joe on there a lot, which is great because lo- we yeah. all love Joe. It's starting to look like WCW, though. That's what's scaring you about does. AEW. God, yeah, like, all these guys showing up with all these titles from other, yeah, you know, all these yeah. weird belts, and I'm like, God, Ultimo Dragon, much? <laughs> so, and then for for me, like Punk Joy, like I have a hard time going with the booster and being like, oh, he's too much of a poison and stuff. Because you you know this, they'll hire poisons as long as you make the money some point in time it's he's gonna stop making money right like at some point in time everybody's just gonna be like uh i don't want to deal with this dickhead anymore and it's yeah you know hogan hogan was like that yeah H- until it is, is like that yeah, is like hogan that yeah is. yeah yeah it's true <laughs> see him on joe rogan's podcast My no goodness. there there is a sensitive fucking dude my god like rogan's like like He's like, oh man, so you've been around a long time, and he's like, don't use the word old, brother. All right, like, <laughs> he's still doing that. He's, I'm like, but he goes, but how old are you? And he's like, oh, I just turned seventy. I'm like, you're fucking old. What do you want? You know, you why know? can't you? You're, just go you're ninety sunset. years young, Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. Like, so you started in the seven. It was. It's like that. Uh, that WWF when they were parodying all the WCW. But you know the Nacho Man and the Huckster. Yeah. What yeah. do I want? What do I want with a bunch of has-beens from the eighties? Hey, we're not has-beens. And Macho goes, Nacho Man goes, Yeah. Besides, I started in the seventies. 
So yeah, it's un- unreal. And he was telling all these stories and wrong, you know. Well, that's Hogan's thing. Like I, my yeah. favorite thing on the planet was he would talk about WrestleMania three with Andre. And yeah. at first it was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, Andre wouldn't let me slam him unless like you know he trusted me and da 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 da. And then it became like Andre, you know, he uh he would have killed me, but I decided to do that. Like he just it goes from like well, we were two guys who knew what was best for the business to like Andre was going to murder me and my family, but I had to actually <laughs> slam him and he weighed 800 pounds. Like it, it, it's, it's that Hogan. Like I'm going to, I, I try, you know, I tried out as a basis for Metallica and they're just like, no, there's no fucking way. There's no, James Hetfield would have been like, yeah, there's this giant man here trying out for Metallica, fumble fucking his way through creeping death. Yeah. No, like there's just no way he'd remember that. My my favorite thing was you know now he's doing all these promotions going like man I've been I've been clean for a long, now I've been clean for so long on you know like clean what do you mean he's like oh I've been off pills for like it's only it's not even a big amount of time it's like two months he's like oh I'm off uh, painkillers for two months and it's like oh congratulations <laughs> Hulk how did you do it uh, by smoking a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because now he's got his own line of uh, CBD and stuff, and then they're like, "Oh, so it's just CBD, no THC." He goes, "Well, yeah, there's, I do the other stuff. Don't worry, any work because you're smoking pot all the time, you know." I didn't even know he was in that industry. That's yeah. So oh, he just got in. He got he's partnered with some CBD program, and it has its own Hulk Hogan's CBD, you know, Jesus, gummies or whatever. I gotta, I gotta see that shit. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it's CBD vitamin. It would, obviously, it'd be something like a multivitamin that you can take. So it'd probably be some CBD. The first CBD article vitamin. by High Times: Hogan seventy swaps opioids and alcohol for CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan says he feels twenty five again. He's coming for you, brother. At WrestleMania. Yeah. But, that, but that's what it says. That's what it says. I yeah, feel twenty five yeah. again. Like what the fuck is that? Feel twenty five again, and you, can you see those those uh, pineapples? Riding around on the street over there. No, nah, never mind. I'm just really high, man. <laughs> By the way, I, I do love. So here's what I didn't know: Ric Flair already launched his own cannabis line called Ric Flair Drip. Oh, so, long like, it's, ago. Long. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Why Hogan's in on it? So yes. much sense. Oh yeah. my god. Which is funny because Hogan spends a lot of these his his late latest interviews ripping Flair down. Oh, Which does he? Funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, he did a Theo Vaughn's podcast talking about how Flair had a big old heart scare brother, and I went and we cried together and did all this stuff, and I'm like, I don't know oh, if that happened. But yeah. he's back on the sauce again, you know, back on the sauce, you know, just, just saying all this stuff, and it's like, yeah, we feel real scary for him, and I'm like, he's fucking hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. God yeah, damn. but yeah, watching him on Joe Rogan, you, you get to the which is just funny. He's a seventy-year-old scared. You know, he's a could. You could tell he was tense. Scared, you know, the whole point of the Joe Rogan podcast, even though I don't really like Joe anymore, but he's like, is to like he he chills you out. Just just relax and talk about mm-hmm. whatever. Don't feel and you could tell Hogan was tense. What what Joe was going to start talking about? You could tell the whole time he's just kind of going, "Easy, brother. Easy, brother." You know? <laughs> I'm like, man, blew off of. Watch watch uh, Hogan's Joe Rogan podcast, and then watch Jake the Snake. I'll have to. Yeah, well, so Jake awesome. did I not give a fuck. You know? Yeah, Jake is great. Jake's one of my favorite podcasts, or one of my favorite episodes, I should say, of his yeah. podcast. 
for sure. He was Jake didn't care. He's like, oh, I've lost snakes. So, you know, I left him in the hotel rooms, whatever. You know, I, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> How many yeah. times yeah. This, this phrase ends with, oh, yeah, and then it died? The Komodo dragon. He had a mm -hmm. Komodo dragon. He had a friend. The guy who got the snakes from had a Komodo dragon. And it. Uh, he said he went up to the, he had a weed garden up in the in the hills, wherever he was, I can't remember where he was. He was like, so he went to tend to his weed garden, and when he came back, he said the the the, the back of the van, the doors had been kicked off and scratched through. You could see all these scratch marks. The thing had broke out of the cage in the back and broke out of the car, and gone down into. The, <laughs> and he said, he goes, and then about three two months later, they you saw a report on the news and it said the neighbor is what's been has been found a caught a what is referred to as some kind of some kind of prehistoric monster that's been going around the neighborhood. <laughs> and he goes, Jake looked on the he went up and went, Hey, that's that's the dude's Komodo dragon. He goes, and they had caught it. Thought on the news he said it had gained like forty pounds from eating everybody's dogs and stuff in the back. That's great. <laughs> you know, Fifi, Earth, home. I've seen a few. I love watching some of those feeding videos. That I've seen some Komodo dragons. Just saw one with a monkey. It just went up and just like, home. That's the num probably the number one animal I would not want to run. So, have you been keeping up with uh, with uh, AEW or WWE lately? Uh, WWE for the most part. Yeah, I, I watch yeah. the. I don't watch full episodes of Raw, except I did watch. I'll I'll go in and watch a match if a really good match happens like that. Wow, that Chad Gable and Gunther Intercontinental oh, God, match. That's right. They did a phenomenal promotion job and made the Intercontinental title. They're making the Intercontinental title mean something again. Gunther is, you know, yeah. he's now he's the longest reigning Intercontinental champion. Yeah, he's an even excellent though, champ too. He looks even amazing. Even though it's not true, they they what they did is they whittled down. The honky tonks days. He was really, he was oh, really, really. I didn't know he was that. Really, an continental champion for a lot longer, but they mm. like they whittled it down. They said, uh it's something like, you know, hundred oh, something okay. days. But he's really, he really, literally had it for like two years. Yeah, that's right. So, but then TV and stuff worked different back then too. Exactly. So they're, they're, yeah. So they're probably only counting a certain. I get you saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're only, yeah, they're only counting like TV weeks and that and that. But it doesn't matter because what are you gonna do? That's, you know, yeah. built up the. They spent the whole night building up Chad Gable and like finally, you know, the dude. I got. He's a funny guy, personality. I love all the sheesh. You know, he goes, <laughs> sheesh, please. You know, that's funny. But like, yeah, I look at him and I go. Now, why didn't you make him the next Kurt Angle? Because he's look at him; he's an he's an yeah. animal. He could be a Kurt Angle animal that'll get in there and kill you. You know, I I know why is they they signed the actual Olympian, right? Did, that, oh, God, that yeah, the uh, Gable Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, Gable Stevenson. So technically, you're putting your money in him. The problem is that Gable Stevenson's apparently not great. Yeah, he's, apparently he's been like like really struggling in XT. He looks amazing, but that happens sometimes. You never know like who's going to actually be phenomenal. That happens all over in sports and what have you, everywhere. Yeah, you know? totally. You, just every, just yeah, because he's a freestyle wrestler in the Olympics doesn't mean that he can take a bump. So, but now, but they gave they man they gave Chad Gable his spotlight, showed his you know winning in the Olympics, and I'm like, 
they gave him That's the Kurt Angle rub, really, you know. Yeah, and, he, and and they did a match that was made him look like Kurt Angle. So he really showed that I could I could be the wrestling machine. If you want me to be that character, I can be that character. And it was a really good match. And and Gunther, Walter, whatever you want to call him, is I just love to watch that that dude in the ring is is so dope. He is so stiff and those chops, I mean it rivals a lot of other choppers, yeah. Flair and and Michaels was had some good chops and stuff. But I'm and I'm like, dude, when when Gunther chops people, I'm like, that looks intense. <laughs> so I, I have a uh, what is it? Pro wrestling tees. They used to do um, like for twenty bucks, they'd send you like five autographs, right? Because they would have all these things sitting around their warehouse. So when I was designing my gym, um, I did it. Like, oh yeah, I'll spend like twenty bucks and throw I'll throw up all these old, old wrestler guys. And one of the ones they sent me was uh, Gunther when he was still Walter. Yeah. And there's a freeze frame of him chopping somebody, but it's oh, is it Dragunov? Alexander. I don't Dragunov. remember who he hit, but it's it, I, but it's one of the more famous ones where you basically just see all the flesh of whoever he's hitting separate. <clears throat> I mean, it's oh wow, amazing. I'll, I'll have to show you the photo sometime. So of course I went up on the wall. I'm like, I don't care if it's two half naked dudes. <laughs> it looks amazing. Like it's, the moment you see that, at, like, yeah. at this point in our fandom, uh, if yeah, it's it not doesn't matter. Two half naked <laughs> I don't, dudes. I don't then, care. Yeah, yeah. If, if care. it's not two naked dudes, then we're doing it, it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want it. Um, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it probably was Dragonoff or Dragonoff Dragonoff. I think because they was. had it... the match that was so fucking great and by the end of it Dragunov's uh all the capillaries in his chest were just bursted you know and there was one he he uh he did like a I think it was a complicated it was either a a 450 or a a moonsault or something Mm -hmm. and and Walter chopped him in midair and it was one of the dopest things I've ever seen while he was spinning you heard a you know (laughs) <laughs> like that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so, yeah, I, but and he and he he likes Gunther. He's he's cool with it because I I yeah. heard him in an interview. He said, "Well, my name is Walter, so I understand yeah. why they didn't want me to be Walter. You know, because yeah, they want to yeah. own the name. Yeah. So he, he's like, that's fine with me. He's like, yeah. that's I'd rather not have my character name and my name name be." The same, so I'm I'm fine and, with you. Good and in all honesty, though, they do that all the time. Like wrestling yeah. does it all the fuck. So especially WWE, the where they're like, we need to we need to make something that's ours so we can market it. I yeah. actually don't really mind that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, the name I the name is a little dumb, but I'm mm. like, you could have came up with a better fake name. But no, the character yeah. himself, I'm like, yeah, he, I'm I, I'm probably one of my favorites going, and that match. If you if you have the chance, go back and watch that thing. It was rad. It was Gunther at his highest, and then you had Chad Gable doing his best Kurt Angle impression and doing yes. it well. Suplexes and angle locks and and the the the, the straps coming down. And he even did the angle spot where you put the straps back up and then you pull them down again. I was like, that's awesome. Oh, you know? that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It was good. Shit. And uh, again, I'm like. Thank you for making the IC title mean something because it did. It all yeah. it meant something when we were kids. Like, well, they they've done this this tease a lot. You know what I mean? They've done this tease a lot, but they they haven't really been able to find the guy. 
They they yeah. usually they'll they'll do it for a minute. Like I remember there was a minute there where like Cena suddenly started challenging for it, and again everybody's just like, oh, this is their way of trying to get it important again. But yeah. in reality, like you need to do it this way. You need one person who you're afraid to climb in the ring with, who actually wins matches. No more of this 50-50 booking bullshit. Yeah. And I'm glad they finally did it. Absolutely. Um, I did. I did check out the uh, Stratus Becky Lynch um, cage match. And that oh was, yeah. That was that incredible. was great. Like, you want to talk about pulling two names out of a hat that I didn't know we were going to have like a match of the year candidate? Fucking, um, I, I was blown away. Blown yeah, away. Trish walking back in and going, you know, I ran this house and I could run it whenever I wanted. Mm-hmm. At any age I'm at. You yeah. Know, just walk back in and take over. I was like, damn, Trish. You know? well, honestly, she said it later on once everything was done and they got their, they got their roses for it. Stratus was like, no, I felt like I was representing an entire era. Like I was giving everything yeah. out in that ring and you could fucking tell. Like it was like, it was an amazing match. Just a, and for me, I'd not seen it coming. But awesome. Mm. I, I've been on this kick le- lately though, where I've been trying to find like good matches by, from bad wrestlers. So like, I'll just like, Ooh, you know, that's a good something. topic right there. Well, I haven't done deep dives, but I, like somebody will, names will get thrown around a lot. Like, oh, great, Cali sucked. I'm like, yeah, he did suck. Didn't he have a decent one with Cena? You know what I mean? Like, it'd be like, yeah. didn't, I, didn't I like one of his? So I've been doing that lately. Somebody posted, uh, no bullshit, it was a Bill Alfonso versus Beulah McGillicuddy. And it was a, fucking, it was a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a fucking, and the finish was insane. Where Alfonso almost killed himself doing a, a Frankenstein. He basically almost spiked his own neck, and, it's, <laughs> and it was great. You want to talk about no way in hell would I have paid for that match at any point in time in my life? And yeah, it's amazing. You know, so like it's I'm, so that's my new thing right now. I'm like, all right, no, well, now I got to see like, you know, is there a Bastion Booger match that's actually good? Like the oh plan. sure. Well, when you know he was mean? in uh, when he was in Camp uh, uh, Calgary Stampede Wrestling, he was in Stampede Wrestling. Right. Yeah, he was uh, he was because as a big man, yeah. He was a, a weird Canadian name, uh, Mookum Mookum Singh, and he had a program with Owen Hart that was great. I've I've seen it. Oh matches. yeah, there's I a see great, that really good. Yeah, there's a great Instagram account. Remind me to link it to you. It's called uh, Wrestling VHS. And they they uh, upload all these great wrestling matches from all different eras, and it's all VHS. So you'll never find them really on YouTube. It's really just on this one Instagram. And I've seen some crazy matches that I just would never even think to look for: Dutch Bantel versus you know the Oxymoron Ox Baker, and where a lot of these where they get a lot of these um, uh, formats for characters and how to put a match together. You're like Ox Baker is a was a you know giant you know you know was one of the monster guys it's where you know they you see where they got the formation of get the big man off his feet kind of things you see it coming together yeah yeah dirty dutch bandel he had some great matches actually dirty dutch bandel for a little hairy crazy southerner you know hairiest band i've ever seen Uh, but i like that idea of of bad wrestlers having great matches i remember uh the warrior ultimate warrior had a he put his own uh match list together and his his reason is like because they always want to show you matches that 
or maybe are popular or he goes, or there's also a time when they were just putting matches together to make me look like an idiot. And he goes, I, he's like, I knew what I wanted to do. And I, that's what I took from wrestling. And I stopped there. You know, people, he goes, the ultimate warrior is not Brett, the Hitman Hart. You're not right. going to get, you're, yeah. you're not, not only are you not going to get some crazy submission and the five moons of doom, you're not looking for that from the ultimate warrior. Exactly. So, but he exactly. showed up. One of the best matches I saw is uh, the Ultimate Warrior uh, wrestled Harley Race. You know, the, when he was King Harley Race, mm-hmm. they had an awesome match. It wasn't WrestleMania, but they had a great back and forth. I have to look for that, but it was on one of his like clip shows, or it was on. It might be on the, the WWE Network on Peacock or something. You know. Yeah, but but yeah, it was yeah. Of course, it was Harley Race doing a lot of work, but it was still Warrior was doing his his fair share too. You know, you know what started it for me was when Iron Sheik died, and I'm a big fan of Sheik as a character, but I'm like Sheik kind of blue, honestly. And then yeah. uh, somebody online, I want to say it was on Reddit, started talking about Sheik versus Sergeant Slaughter, which is two names that I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm watching that. But they said it was a, uh, they called it like a like a boot camp match gimmick. It's basically just a no holds bar gimmick. Yeah. And uh, it was back in like the, the early 80s, like 82, 83, something like that. And it was, I guess it was famous. And I just kind of, I just never saw it. And they posted it. And son of a bitch, if it's not amazing. Like it's, yeah. it's that old school, like everybody's hitting really hard to the point where it's like violent. And that, because obviously you're, you're still in the era of like, this is real, quote unquote. Right, and then you're they're doing a lot of stuff for like uh, double downs where they're they're constantly selling like that they're super injured and brutal. But unlike in the past, where like two wrestlers would double down after like a minute and a half of work, they're they're literally hitting each other so hard that when they're on the ground like using the ropes to get up, you're like, oh, that's because they're fucked up. Like it, it, I mean, I, I bought it. You know, I told about, it. and it's of course yeah. like, it's an old video, so everything is like kind of <clears throat> grainy. Like you're like watching something that you're not supposed to be watching. You know what I mean? And yeah, it, it, it's it's it was fantastic. I'm like, fuck, man. If Iron Sheik had a great match, what am I missing? You know, what the fuck am I missing out there? Must there must be a lot of shit where I, I just never would have watched it because basically back in the day, the IWC went, these guys all suck. Don't waste your time. And I went, all right, cool. So I, I did. Right. And now I'm kind of going backwards, going like, well, shit, man, that was a really good one. But oh, yeah, absolutely. I, like, you know? Yeah. And the farther back you go, like, and and speaking of Sergeant Slaughter, Sergeant Slaughter had. Uh, so many barn burners that were just before a different time, yeah. You know, because it's been so much time has passed. You know, you're not you're not going to look for that kind of match. Yeah. You know, but like I remember uh, Pat Patterson and Sergeant Slaughter had a, a street fight, <clears throat> and before a street fight, you know, when they say street fight nowadays, it just means going out inside the ring. <laughs> no, no, it just means you show up to the event in jeans. Yeah. Which, like, but, and you think to yourself, like, isn't that worse than tights? Or don't you want the tights because you have more movement? But no, now I got to wear super tight jeans and cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah. So they had a street fight where, I mean, they both came in the ring. They did have jeans, <laughs> but they yeah, were no, I do. covered I in blood and you know, hanging each other from the ropes. And uh, I remember uh, I, I watched it and then I watched uh, Slaughter talk about it. And he was like, because right at the end of the match, he's hanging me from the ropes and he's punching me in the face, you know, and everyone was just 
I mean, the whole crowd was going nuts. And he goes, yeah. right before the last punch, Pat just looked at me and he said, we got him, kid. And then he ran <laughs> hit me one more time. <laughs> we got him, kid. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's awesome. It's a good match. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to look for it. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to, to get a list together and kind of go back and forth a little bit on just some of the shittiest wrestlers you can find. We'll we'll find one great match. I swear to God. Yeah. Um. Then you know the different and we should what exclude WWE and WCW. You know, it's like you can't choose anything from WWE or WCW. Oh, you, know, I you have to go some, way back, you know. For example, like Andre, I'm sure has excellent matches, but the oh, only AWA was you know? was was already like on his last legs anyway. But I've yeah. heard that Andre had some great ones. I've only seen a handful of them that were okay-ish, but I've heard yeah. that he's got some really good gems in there that I just they just don't see the light of day because Vince controls the market. So obviously, exactly. we got the Andre that was already basically uh, on you know his last legs anyway. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's one of the ones where I'm, I'm like, I've got to got to watch some because he, he had to be more than just a spectacle because there were lots yeah. of giant dudes. You know what I mean? There were lots of giant guys. He must have been more than that way back. Yeah. Yeah. When you go into the AWA, and uh, the NWA, you know, all around and Florida wrestling and, you know, all the play. He went all he went all over, you know. Yeah. So yeah. and Japan, too, you know, so exactly. I'm sure there's uh, like, there. Yeah, what was the the big match, Andre and was it Muda or? Oh, uh, Anoki. Anoki, yeah, it was Andre versus Anoki supposed to be? Yeah, really I gotta check it out too. Honestly. Yeah, when it, he wore the giant, the one where he wore the giant mask too. I don't, I think that was after he had already kind of passed his prime. Yeah. What, what was it? Was was giant he, machine. Giant machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know who who I want to check out too, just because his name is a lender is Bruno Sammartino. Like I've only seen a couple of things here and there, and they're usually these clip things or like you know what I mean. Like they're, yeah. they, you can tell like the match is supposed to be like fifteen minutes, but you get three minutes of it. Yeah. But I, I know but, he must have been incredible because they trusted him to be one of the longest reigning champions. He must have been amazing. He's the longest. Nobody nobody's ever going to stop. Oh, no, is he nobody, still the Roman longest? Reigns is. They'd have to. He, I think it's five years. Is it really? Oh shit. Yeah. No, Bruno's the leader for five years, five or six years. Oh, damn. I don't know. Yeah. Don't tell six, Triple H. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's like, I, I know they're like, they want to, I know the WWE's um, motive is to to make all the modern guys take away all the records from the old guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that's what I'm like, and, yeah. for like five thousand days or something you know like yeah, this is just not not gonna no, it's impossible it's impossible because that's that's yeah. back before you know 24 hours of tv you know yeah, what i mean that was like, when he was yeah when he'd only wrestle at madison square garden once a month you know mm-hmm. but you yeah. accumulate 30 days every match you know yeah yeah like, that's true and that's he didn't and he never lost because you know he went into the garden every night you know he was yeah. a hero, hero to the Italian Americans, you know. <laughs> so. Oh damn! Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do some research on that stuff. I wonder. I heard. I remember Hulk asking about when they made him. Uh, they gave him the Hogan. I think it was Greg Gagne. Did mm-hmm. Gagne Gagne have the AWA? Was that Gagne? Yeah, Gagne's AWA. Yeah, I guess he said. Uh, I think he started as Terry. 
uh, Boulder. He's, it's Terry Balea, for anyone who doesn't know, Terry Balea is the Hulk's real name. <laughs> but I think he started as Terry Boulder or something like that. And then he said that uh, his nickname was Terry the Hulk Boulder. And then, then Ganya Ganya came to him and said, uh, "Well, we have uh, we have San Martino for the Italian Americans, and we have um, I forgot who the other guy you mentioned for the oh, go uh, Fritz von Eric for the German Americans." He goes, "You're right. going to be Hogan, and you're going to represent the Irish Americans." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, Jesus so it was Christ. Terry Terry the Hulk Hogan, and eventually just became Hulk. Hogan. Is that why he wore white in the yeah. beginning of his career? Uh, that makes sense. The Irish American, and I'm like yeah. Irish. Does he look Irish at all to you? <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't matter what you look like at a certain point. You just call. Yeah, it you guy. just get told what you are. Yeah, <laughs> there was that era of WWE. You called some weird corn corn Fred Southerner guy. No, and you're like, no, he's the German Fritz von Erich. It's the carniness of it. So, like, when I was training back in the day, I was trained by a guy. His name was Tim, but he went by the name Maynard Skinner. And he was, you know, the country boy kind of thing, right? But then whenever he wanted to turn heel, he would tell me he would just go stars and bars, change nothing about his gimmick. He would just change the flag into a Confederate one, and people would boo him. So, like, (laughs) but, but the gimmick itself was the same. He would just be, he was still country guy. He would just basically be like, all right, I guess I'm going to be healed now. Here's stars and bars. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I learned a lot from him. Though. He, he, he basically didn't do that many moves, but he did everything really well. Like, he did everything with a lot of emotion behind it. But uh, but that was one of the first times he's just like, yeah, you know, you know, that's that whole, like, work smarter, not harder thing. I'm like, shit, man, that's – he actually had some good advice. Uh, but, yeah, that was the, for the the – one of the ones where I'm like, oh fuck, is that like how easy this is? <laughs> like, you know, like, okay, yeah, um, it's yeah, it is yeah. that easy. It's it, you know, yeah, it, it is a sideshow. It's part of yeah, the circus, you know. And exactly. the circus, you go to the circus, you're expecting to see certain things at the circus. You want to, you yeah. want to see the clown with a bucket of water that's not water; it's confetti. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. expect to see the guys in the motorcycles. You expect to see the freak show. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. so and, and with wrestling, you expect lady, to see the bad yeah, guy exactly. come out and tell you that you're a stupid head, and then yeah. you expect the baby face to come out and go, "Don't call them stupid." Now let's fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I was in so many booking meetings where we're just sitting there, and then like basically the the lead booker Tim would just be like, "All right, here's what's going to happen. You can't say this, but you can say that," and then you know you were just kind of sitting there, and then the show would go on. And like, if you fucked it up, like, let the, we had one guy named Pinky who was a total shitbag, and <laughs> Pinky, um, I don't know where he was from, but Pinky. So we had people in the audience that you could tell had some mental health issues. There were, I don't know what they, what their actual diagnosis was, but they were at every single show. Um, they were mm-hmm. great, you know what I mean. And I love them. They're they're always cheering the loudest, but there was some up. And Pinky started calling them retarded during his promo. No. So he dude. walked up. No. And he, yeah, right. So, and that was like rule number one, right? Fucking, they paid money first off, and then two, it's it's the cheapest of the cheap heat. It's worse than like I hate your city sports team because everybody started instead of booing, being like boo, they went, oh, we're not gonna say anything because now we're actually legit mad at you. So yeah. like crickets. Crickets. And, you know, this is back – I mean, they still generate pretty decent indie shows here, but this was back when it was only, like, 
50, 60 people at yeah. most. So when 50, 60 people decide that they're not going to play along, it's death. You know? yeah. I mean, it's completely silent the entire time. Uh, and you know it's it's the kind of thing there was a there was a match i wasn't there for it but there was a match with pogo the clown who was a popular guy back in like the late 90s early 2000s he was out out here and one of the other wrestlers telling me about him where pogo was told over and over and over again like don't do this table spot there's not enough space don't do this table spot there's not enough space and of course he brings up the table and does like a splash or something to it and as he's doing it his fat ass leg strikes some like seven-year-old kid in the head Oh, so, so the kid goes to the hospital, and everybody backstage was just like, "Oh, that's it, that's it, we're done." Like this whole this whole organization is going to go out of business right now. More so, the kid was okay, <laughs> but but it's it's the kind of just like you were saying though, there it's it's the gimmicky thing where it's like it's so easy, Pogo, just go out there. You're a scary clown. Look scary, be a scary clown. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't have to kill a kid. You, know, you, you don't yeah. have to bite the head of the chicken for this audience. They understand. <laughs> yeah. Think, you know, you can get heat, you know, mm-hmm. and I know I, I do understand that, you know, that you're, you're trying to make the audience hate you. And that's mm-hmm. an easy, it's cheap heat. Yeah. To, yeah. to say, uh, look at all these, you know, these people over here, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. say a bunch of bad stuff, but I got it, you know, but like, it's cheap. I don't know. As if I'm a heel, I would do, you know, there's other ways to make, you know, to make, get some heat that Mm -hmm. I think would would be more effective. Like if you've got some, uh, if you've got some disabled people in the the crowd, I'm not going to pick on their disability, just me personally, but I may go up to a guy, say, but like, who's your favorite? And if they say, uh, it's the guy you're wrestling against, I may, you know, beat on him, take him outside the ring, and then beat on him right in front of the guy who's, sure. who's a fan favorite. You know, yeah. that'll get me some, it's not cheap heat, that'll get me some real heat, but like, what a shithead! The kid just right, had his yeah. favorite. Yeah, yeah exactly. and now I'm punching him in the face right in front of him. <laughs> right you know? in front of you, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that, that's that's how it should have been. And, and then I'll throw him on the ground and I'll go, what do you think of your favorite now? Ha ha. Mm-hmm. And then I go, okay, now start your comeback. In front of him, you know? That kid's yeah. like, yeah, get him! You know, there's yeah. clever in ways it, to do it. You in, know? in that audience, in that kind of like small, intimate audience, that, that means everything. Yeah. That fucking means everything to those guys. I'm going to take what you love away from you. You know, mm-hmm. that's what you do. You know, it's, I will say this fun, about indie you know? stuff. One of the reasons why it's always going to be in my heart is you get to do things that don't, won't translate on TV. You know, mm-hmm. you can do, you get to do things like that. Where, you know, even when the, the WWE guys or AEW guys, when they do the house shows, you see that during the house shows because they can kind of be who they want to be more, especially if they yeah. come up through the industry, you know. Yeah. And Daniel or Daniel Bryan, however you want to call him, he's going to do things for that smaller crowd, that house show crowd that he won't do on, you know, AEW, right? On, yeah. on actual TV. You know what I mean? He'll bust out cattle mutil- mutilation, which looks shitty on television, looks amazing yeah. in person. You know, that Absolutely. Kind of Absolutely, you know, that kind of stuff, and you and you will pop. You you lose your mind. Like one one of my favorite moments ever. Uh, this guy named Mike Rain versus Mike Hayashi, and it was a no disqualification match. And I was working this match, and they were uh, so all the ring ropes were gone. They took all the ring ropes up. And the ring was lined with basically lumberjacks, right, heel and faces. So Mike Hayashi and and, uh, and Mike Rain were both in the middle of the ring. Mike Rain realizes it's a uh, a no disqualification, so. So instead of doing the whole like 
running out of the ring and grabbing a chair or something like that. Like he basically just shows up with one and just starts hitting Makayoshi immediately. Cause like, <laughs> why are we even doing the song and dance? I already know this is a no DQ. You're dumb for not showing up with one because of me, cause of me, you're like, Oh, he's smart. You know what I mean? He's a smart asshole. Hey, awesome. I can hate that guy. And then because of that, there's a great spot where Hayashi throws rain into the faces and the faces um, I'm sorry, uh, Mike Rain throws Hayashi into the faces. Mike, Hayashi's a, a face. The faces catch Mike, throw him back in the ring so he doesn't get hurt. Um, same spot, Mike Hayashi's about to suplex Mike Rain into the heels, but the heels are heels, so they part like the Red Sea and he flops down <laughs> right on the ground. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, and mind you, this is this is when like the, the show's only got 20 people. And he just took an out-of-the-ring bump onto a fucking basketball court. And I'm looking at this dude like, holy shit. I don't know what you made, but it was not enough. But it, but it, to this day, I remember that spot. And I've, I'm, I'm still waiting for someone to copy it. Because I've seen, I don't know how many Lumberjack matches on Raw. I'm like, how come nobody does that? It's brilliant. We're all heels. Why am I saving you? No, get the fuck away from me. Like, you know, like, why would I do that? I just, yeah. I, it was great. Yeah. But, I mean, that's you think that would be a prototypical uh, lumberjack match, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the, the, the typical lumberjack matches, you know, they all end the same. Yeah. Which is fine, yeah. which is great. Which, like I said, you know, you promised me a turkey sandwich, then, you know, I'm expecting turkey with, you know, mayo and Swiss. So it's like, they, you know, it always ends with all the lumberjacks eventually just fighting with each other, you know? Yeah. And the heel picking awesome. up a sneaky win, you know? Mm-hmm. Always, always. Yeah. So yeah, it's never as fun as you think it's going to be at the end. It's, I don't know that, that there's parts of, there's times where I'm like, I get when you do do when you have to do something like that. And there are times where I'm like, okay, like, I don't, do I really want to see the paint by numbers here? You know? Yeah. But, but that would be great. If, if, uh, if, if you set up a spot where the faces catch the baby, then you do the same spot for, like, <laughs> for the heel. They just, they just all move out of the way. Uh, yeah. It was, would oh be God, beautiful. I, dude, it, I, I laughed my ass off. I thought it was amazing. I, I fucking love the, the, the very beginning where he's just like, where he just, I mean, obviously you, you still play to the, 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 basically the, the, the not the lowest coming out of it, but the person doesn't really know wrestling. So he just says out loud, like, this is a no DQ match, right? Cool. And then he runs out of the ring just beating somebody with a chair. Uh, yeah. yeah so, Speaking of live shows, um, and I like that, yeah, like you said, people, you, you get to be like, uh, if, if you see Roman Reigns on SmackDown or on TV, and, and then go and find a clip of Roman Reigns at a live show, Mm-hmm. Man, does he he flex those uh, comedy chops? Oh, you know? he's great. So is and, so is uh, Paul Heyman too. They're both amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Just chopping oh. it up with the crowd and saying shit to the yeah. crowd, and oh, beautiful, my, beautiful. My favorite clip is like when uh, when Heyman starts to get into it with a member of the audience, and they're trying to holding him back. And then he start, he becomes like really, really emotionally upset. So he starts like basically crying. And there's Roman like comforting him. Like, you this will never be on TV, right? But, like, he's like petting his head. And like, you know, Hayman's like pointing at the guy, like, you know, over there. It's so good. It's so fucking good, man. Like it, it's the stuff where that's why I can never fully leave this. I can never yeah. fully leave it. Because I those are the moments where I'm like, oh, that's right. These it you know, it, it's the kind of show where you you remember that like, oh, these guys have all 
they have a better personal connection than a lot of other sports entertainment things, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Barry Bonds would make you buy his autograph, you know. These guys yeah. would never do that. You know what I'm saying? So they, that, that, it's it's that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I love this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the sad part about it, I thought, you know, who did that really well was CM Punk. He was yeah. great at doing that. Remember uh the WrestleMania when he he fought uh Randy Orton and he was yeah. he was showboating like Man, I've got this in the bag. And he, yeah. went, he went to pick him up and he almost got RKO'd. And you're like, Wah! Oh my God. Yeah. To the audience, like, Did you see that? He almost got RKO'd. And he's yeah, like, yeah, like exactly. wiped his brow, like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> if I could just avoid that. <laughs> yeah, that but was I just good. love the yeah, look yeah. of the audience, like, oh my God, I almost got RKO'd. <laughs> Ooh, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never doing that again. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Love that shit. Love that shit. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if it, you know, unfortunately, our guest was a no show, but um, we'll go, we'll wrap around with Bush again. We'll save the actual live show discussion. I do want to get into it, especially when, uh, well, not only talk about live shows, but I do want to get into it more with him in terms of like, the indie experience and stuff. Cause I know that he was interested way back, but I figured we yeah. have some conversations then too, just kind of like how, how it actually works. Um, but yeah, to, to, we'll totally come back with another wrestling one. Um, Absolutely. So just, just kind of us talking about wrestling in general. Um, I do want to talk more. See, now that you've got my, my, my brain going, I do now want to look up some of these shitty wrestlers with good matches. That's definitely, well, I mean, we're, we're wrestling, you know, maniac weirdos. Mm -hmm. So yeah. No, I will subject myself to this shit. You know that. Absolutely. <laughs> we we'll, we'll, we can have as this is our it's our fucking podcast. We do whatever we want. We can have, <laughs> we'll, have six, we'll have six more wrestling episodes. Yeah, exactly. We'll, this will become a wrestling podcast. Yeah, exactly. You know? back. But uh, <laughs> just in case nobody wants to hear any more of our wrestling crap, uh, we've got a few ideas coming down the pipeline. I uh, definitely am going to start working on. Uh, a podcast we'll do to, we'll do we'll try to get um dom shadow spartan and bush in with on the last of us and the yeah. whole last controversy with uh last of us part two and all the i shit never played like it i didn't i never played last of us part two i, I just know it amazing game amazing game that didn't do didn't sell well because um the internet kind of trashed it into not making that much money uh, you know, I didn't know. um yeah, they did make some mistakes with the story. You know, it wasn't, you know, ideal. I understand, I understand where the internet was coming from. But, like, you know, it's, it's really an interesting, very intriguing situation oh, yeah. for a video. I basically, they didn't overreact, and then they just doubled, kept doubling down. Well, the, the, scree the, the, the script leaked for uh, last oh, week. Oh, I didn't know that. And oh, people, be people were furious with oh, the story. Okay. So with certain th certain things that happen with the story, which I'll go into when we do the episode, but oh, yeah. that led to people. Uh, I mean, going you know the internet it goes the internet goes way too far, yeah, uh, and they like boycott. We're not going to buy this game when it releases. Blah blah blah. And um, the one thing I will spoil, which is not really spoiling, everybody knows about it, is that there is a uh, transgender character in the video game, and people are just like, ah. Oh! This fucking naughty dog, you're gonna make me play as a tranny. See, I you know? that was the only thing people were mad at. It sounds like there was a yeah. bunch of shit. 
Yeah, and the the trans person that's in the game is not the person you play as. Oh, you see, know? I didn't know that. I thought you could yeah. see. I know nothing about this. From the cheap yeah. seats, I'm like, oh, there was a trans person. I guess people are mad you played as them. But, but to me, I'm like, it's a fucking video game. Who cares? Yeah, like, I don't who cares? Shit. Yeah, and then I mean, people... How many Tomb Raider games have I played? I don't feel like I'm Laura Croft. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, it's and then, dumb. You know, the main girl, Ellie, is a lesbian, you know, which is fine. Everything's sure. okay. Who cares? It's a, like, yeah, it's, a, it's a video game, and it's great, and she's a great character. And then yeah. people were mad about uh, the other player character you play as is Abby, who's like really fit woman, you know, that's like she's she a really buff not girl. feminine enough. It's that old. Not guy. not like, feminine at all. She's like a female bodybuilder. And people okay, are like, well, who the f-? And they thought she was the tranny that that huh. people are making you. But you're making me play as this tranny. It's like see, I didn't even know not, that. She's not trans. One hundred percent. I thought that woman. was. No, no, I, I, yeah. it's not, not even kidding. I, having never played the game, but just yeah. kind of like being so, so vaguely aware of the and controversy. That's, I that and really you was. think that, and the reason you thought it was her is because of what the internet pumped out to everybody. Oh, that makes they sense. pumped out the wrong information, almost like uh, propaganda, you know, like fear. Yeah. And made everyone think, oh, I'm not playing the, I don't want to play as a tranny girl. And I'm like, that's, she's not trans. She's just a yeah. buff woman, you know? Who you would expect to survive the apocalypse. Honestly. Well, I don't. I mean, that they made her a little too, I'm like, the first, I, you know me, I, I'm always practical about it. I'm like, yeah. there's no way that the apocalypse is going to have enough meat to supply her gains, you know? Oh, I see. Well, she's that ripped. Yeah. Okay, she's that it. ripped. Like, I'm like, no. Style, like, yeah. This, this is the apocalypse. She, she's she not eating eight pounds of deer a day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you done what you have to do. The that amount of meat. Amazing. Well, they try to they try to play it off by going like, "Oh, there's a there's a she. They live in a football stadium. They took over a football stadium. <laughs> She's just like hitting pads and eating creatine. That, but they don't say it. They don't say it. But they imply it that she probably oh, did no. But then, oh, but that, but, but I'm like, but no, you. That's not how it works. You don't just do yeah. steroids and get muscles. You do yeah, steroids exactly. and then you helps you make which help you to lift more and more and more, yeah. giving you muscles because you're lifting all the time. You know, you're you're getting gains. <laughs> but then they also like establish, well, it's in a stadium and they had food and they they eat burritos every day. And I'm like, she's got to lift up her 20 pound cock because yes, she is my training character. <laughs> just getting <laughs> yeah. these, these massive forearms. Yeah, that's that was the only crazy. thing I'm like, you, you, that's where people were, that's where uh, normal people checked out. I'm like, I, I'm fine with the trans person and I'm glad that's, that's fine with me. That doesn't mean anything to me. That's great. But her, I'm like, she, but I'm like, I don't understand it. She's too buff. This doesn't make sense. That's where I was mm. a little like, that doesn't make sense. You would never have somebody that there's no other, but like all the other guys who have natural testosterone and stuff yeah. there's no buff guys really in the game you know because they're, yeah, they're all kind food, of sickly food is scarce <laughs> you know yeah that but uh, yeah. but other than that abby is more fun to play as in the game than ellie really? so i'm like i'm glad she, you get to play as her because playing as her is more fun in the game because she's, huh. she's tougher she's bigger she's more, more of an like action. you can do yeah. yeah more action so i'm like nice. great this is nice. great 
You know, well, I, I'm looking forward to it then. Yeah, I had no idea what that controversy was. I actually, uh, you actually changed my mind on it because I'm like, oh, okay, it's something about a trans, not a transvestite, something about yeah. a transgender person. You know, I can see why the internet would get mad, but I didn't really, it went out one ear, it went out the other. I'm like, all right, cool. And even when you were saying like, because of the way the internet works, they're always using the picture of the buff chick. So yeah. in my brain, that's who I picture. I have no idea who this yeah. other character is then. And it, it totally, the internet ruined the storyline for everyone else by doing that. Damn, that's crazy. And, and, and most people that were commenting, like, I don't want to play as the trans guy, mm. didn't play the game. Because they, right. they wrote that because don't. that's what they think, and they, and they don't know. They, they're ignorant. They don't know. Yeah. What the, they put the, the, the line in the sand, not even knowing. Yeah. Line in the sand. <laughs> I like to bring it back to, to, to wrestling. Uh, but, uh, but I know then that I, I want to definitely get a get, get a conversation going on all the fucking horror games you've been yeah. playing, dude. I've been playing so oh, many yeah. horror games with you. I, it just for Halloween coming up. Um, definitely want to go back talk about Friday the Thirteenth. Talk about uh, Evolution. Boosh, Boosh is a huge horror fan and a horror game fan as well. And yeah, uh, I haven't, but I know you two have played the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, and we could do yeah, a but I. I mean, I go back, back though. We're talking like the original Friday the Thirteenth on the NES. We're talking Splatterhouse, oh, Kirby graphics. Like, I go. Oh way back well, Boosh. Well, we've been talking about it on uh, on on uh, the Twitch stream. Uh-huh. Big fan, and Boosh has an old Sega and has Splatterhouse three. Ah, uh, nice. So, so we'll, we'll definitely have to get that going with him too. Um, yeah, all right. Well, well, I got I got nothing else, man. Unless you got anything else to plug. Um. Yeah, like find us. Uh, we stream it on Twitch or on Boosh's stream. Like I said, twitch.com slash Boosh G4 TV. That's B O O S H G4 TV. So find us. We are streaming uh, three or four days a week on there. We stream usually in the evenings. So uh, Boosh will play a couple rounds of Killer, maybe about an hour and a half of Killer, and then switch over to Survivor and. We come in on Discord, and you know it's just us, kind of like this podcast. It's just us bullshitting, but also you get to listen to us bullshit, which is always entertaining, and watch us, you know, play Dead by Daylight. So we're always streaming Dead by Daylight. It's our everyone's favorite game, even Mikey, even though he still isn't good. At, <laughs> he still isn't good at skill checks, but that's okay. You know. <laughs> oh my god, we we'll, we'll get, get we'll get Mikey in there. Hilarious. We always have a rotating fourth, so we've met a lot of people on uh, on Twitch, and we usually have a rotating fourth survivor. So, uh, Mikey, you'll have to be you have to come in on us, to go with us. I, at I one point, will. So. We'll, we'll, we'll find a day for sure. Absolutely, but yeah, right. so just find us over there most days. This has been a fireside chat with the Lakeside Killers.